just release the anointing over you, brother. You're going to learn to stand in the anointing and, and, and minister in the anointing, and it'll feel heavy, but it's going to release the, the, the words of life through your mouth. Thank you. So, Father, thank you for, like, what he's preaching on, he's lived, God. So thank you, there's Father. an anointing for all of us to step into it. So thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for this opportunity to just honor, honor my brother, Alan. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give me the mic. Give me the mic. <laughs> I'll just hang out there. <laughs> Amen. That's a blessing, Josh. Thank you. It really is an honor to be here and really is kind of the fulfillment. Just, I was talking to Josh earlier, like just that I'm up here speaking is such a testimony to where God has taken me. Amen. Because I knew at some point I would be speaking before people, but it just seemed impossible. Amen. It just seemed like there was just no way that I was ever going to be in a place where I could come and give the word. Even though I was excited to do it, it I felt like I didn't have the words to give. And, and amen, the Lord is faithful. When he tells you he's going to do something, you know, <laughs> he means it. He's, he's really serious. And so talking about um, just getting wrecked, uh, but worship, I know I said this last week when I shared, like, you know, we don't plan, you know, the songs of what we're going to play and how that matches up to what the, what the message is going to be. But this time I actually did ask um, Mario to play a couple songs, but I told him the wrong song and he wound up not playing that, but playing the one that I meant <laughs> about laying our, our hearts before Jesus, our, our worship and our adoration at his feet. You know, I, I have this vision in heaven. Of, and this I probably can't share. <laughs> but I, I want to come in and just worship at his feet. And then I want to weep at his feet. And I, uh, the other day I was in prayer and the Lord is like, you know, I'm not going to let you stay there. And, it, you know, amen. He's going to lift me up and he's going to hug me. But I was like, Lord, it's kind of like a, I was like praying this. Lord, I want to be able to just come in and worship at your feet first. Amen. This is just on my heart to do that. And, and so, um, What's very exciting about what's going on here at Bristol and what I love about this church is as they were worshiping, like, I hope you were paying attention to the things that were being said because it's like the Holy Spirit, when we give him free reign, he does what he wants to do. He starts to speak out of the things that he wants us to lay hold of. Amen. It's like, a, it's, it's so good. So uh, uh, as Jess, Jess was singing about... Um, you know, he's faithful in the battle. He's faithful in the trial, in the storm. He's our shelter in the storm. That, that song, you know, <laughs> I was getting wrecked because there's a way where I can go through the trial and the storm and be a wreck and, and you know, be hanging on by my fingernails and uh, need ministry and all these different things. Or there's another way where I can go through the trial and just say, Lord, you, you're amazing, God. I love you. You're just, you're, you're awesome. You're delivering me and you're going to, you're going to deliver me. Amen. I'm going to get through this. Amen. And I like that way rather than the other way. And so my whole life, um, you know, I've been in the church for years, um, a long time. Third, well, I don't know if we'd add it all up, but I mean, on my heart, you know, a couple of weeks ago, as David was touching on covenant and he was back in Genesis and we were talking about, you know, the man's fall. As he was sharing that, I started to get this word on my heart, and I was like, wow, Lord, I would so love to share that. And then it's just fun, because then, you know, a couple things, different things happen. I forgot, Michelle was, I didn't forget, but I mean, like, didn't know how it was going to work out, amen? And, and then, like, oh, hey, could you preach on this weekend after Dave? And it winds up being the opportunity to share the word that the Lord gave me. So I'm 
very excited to give this word because after growing up in the church and, you know, I want to say 30 years of going to church and growing, okay, yeah, but not the way that I knew that I should. Amen. So there's a way where we can go to church and I can follow the Lord. I can show up, but not be changed. But I've learned enough about who he is and I want to be transformed. I want to be transformed into his image. I want to lay hold of all of that for which Christ laid hold of me. Amen. I don't want to just, you know, I mean, I don't want to get into the discussion about salvation, but I mean, there's a way where I'm the thief on the cross and I'm like, Jesus is Lord. And he says, amen, you're in my kingdom. Amen. Awesome. He didn't do anything. Nothing. That's the grace of God. Amen. But I've got 30 years now of history where I didn't die when I prayed that prayer. Amen. And so, and I think that what's really on my heart is that in the American church, and I, I just want, because that's all I know, right, is the, is the Western church, is we pray that prayer out of Romans 10, you know, anyone that confesses the name of Jesus and believes in his heart that he's Lord shall be saved. Amen. Okay, I'm saved. I prayed that prayer. Come on, I'm, I'm just going to go on with my life. Yet, I think that might be a miss kind of application. Amen? So let's, I mean, it's not a misapplication. There's, I, you understand my heart. I'm not trying to get um, technical, but I start to see things in my life that don't match up with what God's called me to. Amen? And I don't want to live there anymore. And so I really feel like, not to build this up, and I mean, this, you know, you guys honor me so much, it's, it's awesome, but it's almost a little daunting, like, well, I'm just going to give the word that's on my heart, and, you know. <laughs> but this really is, I believe, this message is where I felt like my spiritual life turned the corner, and I was totally different. And I mean, amen, I was walking with the Lord for 30 years, but there were things in my life that I knew shouldn't be there. And the beauty of the Lord is like, no one had to come and tell me what my sin was. Amen? I knew what it was. Me and my wife. And, right? We're, I mean, are the, those that are closest to us, right? But I mean, like, we can get really good at hiding the things that we know that the Lord wants to get a hold of. Amen? And so I want to I wanna press into those things. But how do I do it? And I'm a big fan now of, like, let, how do we get there? Amen? So we know these things. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Amen? I just said that. Right? And so we read down, the wrath of God is coming because of these things. Rid yourselves of these things. Anger, rage, malice, slander. All these things that could be inside you. And then there's, then there's the part, don't lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. So I'm to be renewed, not into, not old Alan made better, but Alan in Christ, amen, in his image. So when you look at me, you see him. That's what I want, amen. That's, that's an awesome, well, it's overwhelming, amen. And then the good part there, here there is no Gentile or Jew. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God, it's for everyone. And, he, and Paul goes on to list, I mean, all the ways you would try to differentiate and say that, well, I didn't come from the tribe of Judah, or I wasn't born a Jew, or I, I grew up here, or I'm this, or I'm that, or I'm all these different things that don't apply to me. It applies to all of us. Amen? There's, no, there's nothing keeping me out. So, let's go to the beginning. 
in Genesis 2. And this is the part that I, I, I got really excited about because I didn't understand this for a long time. So then God said, took the man and put him in the garden and had fellowship with him, right? And he's speaking to the man and there, there, you know, there's other parts of Genesis where he says that God would walk in the cool of the evening and he would have fellowship with the Lord. He would, they would converse. Adam, what did you do today? Well, Lord, I um, found this animal with this giant long neck. I named it a giraffe. Awesome. I love that. It's going to be a giraffe. Amen? And so Adam and God are having this fellowship and they're relating. And I hope just for Adam's sake, it was for a long time before this happened, right? But then God tells him, see, there's this tree, the knowledge of good and evil. You shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die the day that you eat of it. And because we know that God doesn't lie, he can't. Like Josh said this once to me, it was so awesome. God can't lie because if he says anything, it happens. <laughs> he can't say something that isn't true because if he says it, it is true. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's an awesome word. <laughs> it's amazing. So, but we know that Adam did eat the tree and that day he didn't drop dead. God, I mean, we know that. In fact, let's go there. That's why it's fun to have slides. You can just jump right to it. So God says, don't eat the tree. And then when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good and pleasing to the eye, she took it and ate it. Like, wow, that was fast. <laughs> you know, here, fellowship time, this and that, walking with God. And then all of a sudden, you know, ah, I'm not going to listen to God. And we know the story. And so then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord, you know. So Eve takes of the, the fruit, eats it, and Adam eats it. And, you know, there's, there's some great, um, I mean, if you're interested, there's, there's a really good book on, on how the fact that Adam stood there and watched his wife do it. You know, like the man is supposed to, you know, they're running together. They're one. He, he's just as guilty because he let his wife do it. Amen? So we don't get hung up on the who ate the treat, the... the Apple first, doesn't matter. So then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden. And God calls to the man, where are you? Isn't that what God's doing? You know, Adam, where are you? Alan, where are you? Alan, you're in a place where you know you're not supposed to be. What are you doing there? I've heard that voice. I've heard that, oh, here, I know, Lord, here I am. And because I'm in the gutter, well, I might as well roll around in the gutter a little more. I'm just not going to listen, right? I just want to. And then, and then we go through these cycles, right, up and down. And then, fortunately, I was running with Tim. And Tim would call me and be like, hey, brother, I haven't heard from you in a while. How are you doing? Well, not so good. <laughs> okay, let's pray. And, you know, and the restoration, the things are going well. And then down back into the gutter, right? And I was like, these things in my life, what is going on? I don't understand. Why does my heart go here? Father, show me why. <laughs> How come I'm this up and down? I'm all over the place. I'm not walking in the, the fruit of the Spirit. I'm struggling with sin and things in my life. I prayed that prayer. What is going on? I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Did you eat of the tree? What is this you have done? Did you eat of the tree? It's a yes or no answer. But Adam says, oh, it was the woman you gave me. 
<laughs> it's, it's really, I mean, it's funny, Lord, you know, it's a funny thing, but I mean, if you didn't give me the woman, I probably wouldn't have eaten of the tree. I mean, it's, it's really your fault. I mean, it's actually, you know, I mean, I mean, I was kind of doing well right up until that woman came along. And, so, <laughs> and then God's like, Lord, then uh, the Lord is like to the woman, what is this you've done? <laughs> it wasn't really me. It was the serpent. It was the serpent you put in the garden. I mean, what did you let the serpent in the garden for, Lord? I mean, it's your fault. Right? I'm, I'm all of a sudden, I turn from relationship with God to like defend, protect. Do you see what Adam did? He, he could have stepped up and said, you're right, Lord. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe that I was there again, Father. Forgive me. I, I don't even know what forgiveness is, but Lord, I just lay my life before you. And I live. I'm wrong. He didn't. He tried to protect. So man went from having fellowship with God fellowship in his likeness because they're relating to i'm now separate from god right i've what what was god's image has now died and now i'm protecting myself because sin always seeks to shift the blame and protect this i have to safeguard this and then that safeguarding and that identity of who i am in this thing of trying to protect to make sure this is okay leads me on a path that oh, I, could, I don't have enough time to talk about the things that we do to try to have this be okay, to have me okay in front of the Lord, to my identity, my value, like how much money I make, the car I drive, the house I live in, the job I have, the people I'm with, the clothes I wear, how I look, is my hair, do I have enough hair, it's that, all these different things could start to define me, right? That starts to, and I have to protect, and I have to build up, and I have to try to create and i go through all these things to try to have what i had with the lord right so what died was the image of god in man was because we were made in his image amen i was made to be like him so how do i get around that how do i get past that it's really fun then jesus says to his disciples and this is it if any man isn't that, I mean, let's just get excited about that. Like I said before, there's no, you know, Jew, Gentile, circumcised, uncircumcised. Here Jesus is saying, if any man will come after me, if any man, and man means woman too, amen, we, we know that, right? So if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So I have to, that's the first step, is deny myself. Because self, I've grown up in the world under the guise of protecting this and having value in this to be something. I have to deny that because that was never who I was created to be. The defender, the one who's trying to prove his value, trying to prove I'm right, got to be right, got to look good, got to feel good, got to do all these different things, right? I was never born to be that. I was born to be one who walks in love, who, who is love, who's flowing in love because God is love, right? I'm made in his image. And so love, right, gets twisted into being about me. So that's why Jesus says, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life. And the reason why I highlighted that is because down the corner you see that word sozo, number 44982 in, in Strong's. If you want to look it up, it's really 
well, basically, I think I wrote it down. I, I did write it down somewhere. But the definition of sozo, well, it's, this is why you don't just rely on your notes because I didn't write it down. But it, it's, amen, made well, kept safe and sound, delivered. Um, it also says saved, like saved out of a burning building. I could be saved, I'm, amen. That's not a bad interpretation of it. That's our common interpretation of saved. But made well, kept safe and sound. Made well, delivered. So delivered from what? Delivered from my nature. Amen? And so that word save there is the same word in Romans 10. So if any man seeks to make his life be well and be delivered, under your own power, you'll lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it or be saved, right? So if I, so what Jesus is saying is if I let go, if I lay down who I was born as and reject that and lay hold of him, that I can have what he has, that I can be transformed into his image. So let's play that uh, video, Josh. So this is a video, it's kind of fun because as I was preparing this, um, the Lord um, said, get your camera and go film Tricky. And Tricky is my little dog. And she, here she has a chew toy. You can turn up the sound too. Oh, you can't. The sound's not there. I'm trying to give her bread. I'm saying, here, Tricky, take the bread. She, she's like, yeah, but I, I want the bread, but I want to keep this old crusty thing that I have in my mouth. Tricky, just take it. There she goes. Amen? So, <laughs> you can play that again, too. So here Tricky's got this old shoe toy, this old shoe thing that's no good for her, has no value to her. And here I'm trying to give her the bread of life, the bread of heaven. I'm like, Tricky, take it. She wants to take it. She wants it. But she, she's like, but I can't have that and this. I can't have the old, the old thing that, that has no nutritional value. I, I can't have that and the bread. What do you mean? What do I need to do? You need to let it go, Tricky. And then she does. And then she walks away from it. Amen? Praise God. And the Lord, I was like, that was done with one take. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of amazing. So, <laughs> amen. So I can't have, I can't live in the old nature and have the new nature at the same time. The two don't work. I have to be in one or the other. And we try to incorporate God into our life to have a better day. I mean, pray this prayer and everything in your life will go well. That's what I thought when I was 16 or whatever. I prayed that prayer. Why wouldn't I? Then everything in my life will go well. And because God's God, he can do anything. He can give me anything. I can, everything in my life will go perfectly. I mean, why wouldn't you? And then I went on living my life the same way. And I couldn't understand why there's things in my life that weren't going well. And I would have to... This push-pull and the tension of the up and the down and up one day and down another. Go to church and see, you know, feel his presence a little and then worship and be like, yeah, Jesus is Lord. And the next day, Monday, be right into old ways. You wouldn't even be able to tell I was a Christian. You couldn't even tell. And so there's tension inside. I'm constantly stressed and, and things going on. And then, you know, as we know, you sow seeds, you're going to reap what you sow. 
And so those things start to manifest and all of a sudden can't, you know, your marriage isn't going well and things aren't going well. I can't understand what's going on in my life. And I'm frustrated because I'm praying, God, you've got to deliver and you've got to show me who you are because I can't, I, I see the things in my life that aren't to be there. And the Lord, it took a long time. But I didn't have anybody to model this for me. I didn't have anybody to show me what that was. And so, but when I started to hear sermons by this guy, Dan Muller, who I really love, and I just encourage you to listen to any of his messages because they all like kind of sound like this. His are way better than mine, but I mean, he's not here today. I am. So, (laughs) amen. But (laughs) as I take my life and I lay it down, Lord, I don't want this thing. I'm laying it down before you. You see what I mean? And then pick up my cross. So here in Luke 9, Jesus says it again because it's so important. Whoever wants to be my disciple. And see here he's calling it not just follow me. Remember Dave had that word about disciples in, in the old in first century, you know, to be a disciple. You would just follow after your master and you would just do everything he did. And so here they use the, in this um, translation, they actually say disciple. Whoever wants to be my disciple or disciplined learner, I want to follow after you, Lord. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily. Well, okay, I've denied myself, Lord. I'm, I'm pushing down. I'm just saying, Lord, I, I don't want those things. I'm, I don't even know what it looks like. I don't even know how to do it. I'm denying myself. Now I have to take up my cross. What, what does that mean? What do I take up my cross? And there's a, bunch of, there's a bunch of interpretations out there. And I'm not saying they're wrong. And... and they're good things, and if it edifies you, awesome. But what really edified me was the revelation that the cross, when Jesus was talking about to his disciples about the cross, the cross represents, right, death. The cross represents condemnation. It's like, you did it, you got to die. You're on the cross. But Jesus is talking about the cross. And if there was anyone in the history of the whole world who didn't deserve to go to the cross. It was Jesus. In fact, the cross represents the greatest injustice ever perpetrated against all of creation. Yet he willingly went. He went to this, through this injustice. And that injustice didn't, trans, didn't change him. So he's telling me that I need to pick up my cross, the injustice in my life, the things that go on that, you know, shouldn't be there, the job that I get fired from. Like, what, what are you saying that I, I'm not doing a job? Didn't you see all this? This is incredible. You're lying. And all these things and all the attacks of the enemy and lawsuits and things that happen and car accidents and all the injustice that, uh, that happens in the world. I don't let those things in my life change me. Like, I'm not the product of those things. I'm not the product, the fruit of what's happened to me, all the injustice. I'm the product of what he's done in my life. Amen? That's a good word. Because I mean, that, that started to change me. Like, oh, okay, Lord, well, then what, then, then what do I do? Follow me. Do what I've done. Lay your life down. Worship the Lord. Okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to lay my life down. I'm going to not let the things in my life produce sin in me. Like, don't let the sin against you produce sin in you. I'm going to let what he's done in me produce life. Amen? Amen? That's very exciting. I like that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So talking about things, Romans 8, 28, all things, all things for the good of those who love him 
who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined. Wait a second. You foreknew. Who did God foreknow? For those God foreknew. Who's that? <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. We're all created by him, right? There's a time to be born. God sets the time to be born. It's his will that you're born. You're not an accident that you're here. It's not like something just like, well, I just slipped through the, the net a little bit and, you know, God, I'm here because God wasn't paying attention and I'm such a mess up. Come on. You're here because God willed it. I mean, there's, you know, as we understand human conception, there's a million of the one little cell and then there's one of the other and the, you know, actually it's more like a couple trillion or something like that. But there only one sperm makes it. That's you. It had to be you. It's you. Amen. So God foreknew you. So if he foreknew you, he also predestined. Meaning I design that you will go here. I'm saying ahead of time, this is my will for you. I'm predestining you to be conformed to the image of his son. Does everybody get conformed to the image of the son? Does everybody come? To? No. So it, something, has to, something has to happen. Something, ha something I do has to happen. I have to do something, right? That he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And so... What's fun is that predestined word there out of Revelation 13.8. They talk about the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. That means in the garden when Adam sinned, the lamb had already been slain for his redemption. So Jesus knew what was going to happen. The Lord knew. It's the Lord's plan that you should recognize him and come to salvation. That's, that's exciting. Huh. So, dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. So, if God is love, whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. <laughs> so, this is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. Whew. <laughs> okay, awesome. That's a great word, Alan. You know, like, that. <laughs> that's, that's really, um, <laughs> that's, that's awesome, but how do I do that? I mean, I built a case now that in Genesis, when man falls, the day you surely die, you lose the image of what you were created to be. And then Jesus comes to restore us to that image, which is this, God is love. So how do I get there? And it goes back to what I was talking about, about laying your life down. So what does that look like? And see, this is the part where we can get messed up. But I just want to encourage you, you can't mess it up. Because if I'm laying my life down, I don't even know what that looks like. But I'm starting to find out is I have this issue in my life or I have a trial, or I have something I'm going through, the storm. You know, how did Mesach, uh, or, you know, the, the guys in the fire, Abednego, Mesach, and Shadrach, right? Shadrach, Mesach, and Abednego. Amen. What is your fire to us, O king? You're going to throw us in the fire? Go ahead. What is your fire to me? 
The first time I read that, I'm like, boy, those guys were quite cavalier with their lives. Like, what's going on? <laughs> How do I get to that place where I can stand before the king who's going to throw me in the fire and say, what is your fire to me? I don't care. Because I've already established, I've already gone through the motion of, Lord, my life is not my own. I've been bought with a price. I'm not my own. See, those guys, those boys that were thrown in the fire, they didn't have the benefit of what we have is understanding that the Lord has come and he's, there's been an exchange. I've, laid, I've given up one thing to take on another. I'm not tricky holding on to the little crusty thing that bears no fruit. That I'm, I mean, you, I, I should have videotaped it too. She takes that thing and she's like, she runs around the house and as soon as you get near her, she has to run off because she's trying to protect that thing. I probably should have included that. It was awesome. Because she'll just run. And you're like, what are you doing? You're, you're, it's like an insane little thing. She's holding on to this and it doesn't give her any... All it is is this thing she's trying to protect. It's not, it's not bearing any fruit. And yet here's the bread of life and she wants it. And she has to make a choice. And so as we make that choice of laying my life down, right? The thing in my life, Lord... Father, I see what your word is. I'm calling it sin. I'm not trying to defend it. I'm not trying to make excuses for it. It's the woman you gave me. I mean, it's not my fault. You made me this way. No, he didn't make you that way. You became that way in the fall. Right? Anger, malice. If I'm, if I'm you know, Lord, I see the thing that rises in my heart. I'm not, I'm not trying to deny it, Lord. I see the anger that's rising in my heart. But Father, I know there's a way to walk where I'm not living in anger anymore. I, but I see it in my heart, Father. I can't change myself. So Lord, you're going to have to come and change me. Amen. Amen? Father, come change me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you, Lord. I receive what you're doing in my life. I receive, I receive the change in my life. Father, show me how to go. And then you go on with your life. And the next time that thing crops up, Father, I see that thing. I know it's not to be, Lord. I am laying my life down. I'm just going to, my life is before you. I, I am not my own. I, I came, Lord, I'm not trying to say how it's going to go. I'm just going to receive what you have for me. Going through a trial, Lord, I'm in the battle. Lord, I'm not saying, oh my gosh, can you believe it? Hey, brother, you're not going to believe this. I'm going through another trial. Can you believe that? Why is God doing this to me? Father, I don't understand what's going on, but Lord, I submit my life to you because you have paid the ultimate price. Father, all I have to do is be thankful for what you've done in my life. Father, I'm yours. I'm laying my life down. Lord, I'm weeping at your feet. I'm just giving you the honor and the glory. I am just laying my life down. I see the trouble in my life, and I know my track history. I don't, I don't take any account of what has been, Lord, but I'm laying hold of what you said it's possible. And Father, you said... See, this is the way I pray. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what I do. I'm modeling for you. This is how I pray. Lord, I see how I just messed up. I don't care if it was five seconds ago. I mean, I could tell you some stories that maybe you wouldn't think so highly of me if you knew the truth of some of the things I've done. But boy, I'm not that way anymore. I've been transformed because as I submit my life to him, acknowledge him, didn't uh, Jose said it Wednesday, acknowledge him in all your ways and he shall make your path straight. As I acknowledge him, Lord, I see what I just did. I'm not denying what it is. I see there's something about like calling it sin. And again, we don't need to go into that. We know what it is. Lord, I, I know I'm not, I'm not being very loving, Father, but I can't under my own strength do it. You have to come and see that's where the grace of God. See, we are saved by grace. 
by his inner working in my heart. But how do I get there? I have to lay my life down. I have to stop defending. I have to stop making excuses. I have to stop trying to create a scenario where I'm okay and just come to him and lay my life before him. Father, I'm not denying it anymore. I'm struggling. I like right now, if it's drug addiction or alcohol, or I don't care what it is. Lord, I see the thing in my heart and it wants to go there. And I'm not denying it. It's like really in my heart. But Lord, you've got to change me. And see, he came and changed my heart so that I, I don't, it's not like I'm biting my lip not to sin and to be a good Christian. I don't think about those things anymore. I wake up excited at what God's doing in my life. I don't want to do those things anymore. And so what if those things are in your, your heart? I want to do this. Lord, I see what's in my heart, but I give it to you and I understand who you are. And see, because sin has been paid for, the fact that I'm now righteous before him allows me to keep coming before him. You understand? So it's not, and I'm not condoning sin. I'm not saying it's okay to, in perpetual sin. Although I'm telling you, I lived there for 30 years in something that was just not to be. But guess what? It didn't offend God. Here I am today. Amen. Transformed. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Whew. <laughs> so, Lord. Amen. <sighs> Can we have the worship team come up? Like, I just want to encourage you guys, um, as I was speaking, if there's anything that was jumping out at you and something in your heart, and we all, you know, I mean, uh, there's certainly things in my life I probably don't even know about. That, I, that, that maybe the Lord wants to get to, but he's so patient. See, I don't have to worry about it anymore. I've, I've stopped worrying about what, I, what my walk is like or how, because it's 100% laid down. You name it, I'm going to lay it down. It just gets easier and easier. And in fact, the easier it is, the more that I do it, the more I love him. And the more that I love him, the more I just want to lay my life down before him. And the more I just want to do what he's doing, and the, the more I just want to go with where he's going. And so it's no longer about identity. It's no longer about protecting identity. It's, it's, it's about knowing him and him manifesting in me. Amen? So if there's anything in your heart that was manifesting, I just want to encourage you to come up and lay it before the feet of Jesus. And just declare, Lord, I'm not going to remain the same any longer. I'm not going to live in that place anymore. Amen. Lord, I want what you have for me. I'm going to lay my life down before you. Amen. Amen. Tim, Tim just um, had a good word. And it kind of fits with this song. It's kind of, again, there's no accident. There's no accident. You're here and this is the song we're singing. And this is the message today. It's the day. Today is the day, because just coming and sitting at his feet, I can be transformed. You understand, it's not me in my effort, it's me in my surrender. And as I come into his presence and sit at his feet and just say, Lord, you have to change me. You have to come. I just yield myself to you. I'm laid down. Lord, I, my heart is yours. I'm, I'm open. Come do whatever you want. And, and the fun thing is that sometimes the Lord takes a while. He, he takes his time. It's not a race. There's no bar to get over. I'm not trying to get ahead of anybody. We're all in this place of surrender. Continually. Continually. 
I'm, I'm just another opportunity to worship him. Another opportunity to lay at his feet and let him change me and wash me in the word and love me and grow me. Amen? And so what if it takes a while? What if I have a thing that I'm dealing with for a long time? So? There's no race. There's no... God took 30 years to change me of some things. That's okay. It's okay. There's no... So if there's something that you've been wrestling with for a long time, come up. Sit at his feet. Give it to him. Lord, I'm yours. I'm just going to lay my life down. I don't, I don't need to... I don't have an agenda. The agenda's him. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the agenda. He's the one that gets to say. That's, that's yieldedness as well. Amen? So please feel free to come up and just worship. If you'd like prayer, we're going to have some people up here to pray. But just, I, just position your heart in a place to lay your life down. Say, Lord, and show me what it looks like. If I didn't explain it correctly or if there's something that's... Lord, show me what that looks like. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know you deeper. I promise you, church. I promise you, he will not deny you. <laughs> it's who he is. It's why he came. Because he loves you so much. He loves us so much. I mean, it's, he's done everything. <laughs> Amen.